Good evening, Anchor Radio uh, and Nick at Night listeners. Welcome back to another episode. This is going to be episode 23 of Nick at Night. Uh, So earlier today, I had the uh, privilege to talk with Chris Maki, um, who is former DJ turned uh, subconscious coach. Uh, It was a really, really interesting transition um, going from that to what he does now. And it it may not seem necessarily like uh, the most practical or logical transition out there. Um, But to me, I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Chris is incredibly knowledgeable about the subconscious and and, and he speaks from experience too. He's, he hasn't just read books or taken courses. This is uh, things, these are things that he's actually put into practice on himself day in and day out for what I believe was six years is what he said. So he has lots and lots of knowledge um, to fill you guys in on. And I'm excited for you guys to hear his story about where he comes from as a kid and what he had to do, um, for himself, um, to bring him back to where he, he is now. And so we talk a lot about the subconscious and belief systems and, uh, it's just, it's interesting. It's just a very, very interesting conversation that him and I have. And uh, I'm really, really excited to bring it to you guys. Stick through to the end, because uh, at the very end of this podcast, I introduce what is going to be my closing question for every new guest that I have from here on out. So without further ado, uh, let's just get right into it. I work to find the fun and things up in my life. So I hustle. I work to find the fun of things up in my life. So I hustle. Hey. I work to find the fun of things up in my life. So I hustle. I work to find the fun of things up in my life. So I hustle. Hello, hello. Hello, Chris. Finally, we got it. Yeah, yeah my boy Nick. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. It's a shame we couldn't get it going. I was excited. Uh, I know. Who knows what the too. problem is? Yeah. So for for those of you who are listening, first off, welcome to, uh, this will be episode 23 of Nick at Night. Um, and so we were just trying to actually get this up on Facebook Live. And Chris, I think we tried to bring you on like 10 times. And for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. like your screen, your screen, I don't know if you saw, but it was just black on my end and I, and, and I didn't hear anything. And honestly, I'm going to either blame it on retrograde or it's a brand new feature inside of Facebook. And so we can blame a glitch in Facebook that just needs to be fixed. Yeah, it sounds about right. We'll go with both of those at yeah. the same time. Seriously, it's ridiculous. I don't know if you saw the one yesterday, but uh, I did the first Facebook Live uh, yesterday with a woman named Aline, um, who uh, it took us four different tries of starting and restarting a live feed um, to finally be able to bring her on for video, and it was ridiculous. So I have a feeling there's some bugs that need to be worked out first. 
Yeah, well, you know, a- Apple and Android are designed totally different. Um, and I'm sure that Facebook has their hands full trying to get it to work for both. Yeah, well, interesting thing is yesterday, Aline and I both have iPhones, and so we were trying to do it that way. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? I'm just going to maybe put that one on hold for a little bit longer till Facebook can figure it out. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, getting back to the show, um, appreciate <laughs> you taking the time and, and uh, uh, taking this hour or so out of your day and, and coming on the show and being able to share a little bit about you and your story and, and the things that you're passionate about. Well, that is awesome. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, it's cool to have this platform, so thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who um, who don't know who you are, um, do you want to take just a few minutes, kind of give people um, like a 30,000-foot overview of um, who <laughs> you are, what you're about, what you do, that sort of a thing? Sure. So. Um, who, what I do and, and all of that is, is ever-evolving, of course. But um, uh, my name's Chris. I go by Maki. Uh, I used to be a DJ and a music producer for a long time, and um, that's where the, the name Maki came. And I just Mahi converted... Mahi-Mahi like tuna, but just one? No, no, no. M-A-K-I-I. Maki. Okay, Maki. Yes. Got it. Okay, got it. My last name is Murder Mackey, so that's 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 where that came from. Mm. Um, but so I, I got into um, life coaching or or coaching people really as a just something I found myself doing over the years, and really getting out of the space I grew up in. I grew up in a really dark place, um, and that's an understatement. And I was really uh, suicidal and depressed, and I hated just about everything you could hate. Um, and I was able to learn. I, I had uh, a couple teachers, and I was able to learn how the subconscious works and start to unravel all these layers of negativity, these definitions, these stories, these events that occurred, um, and how I. Um, how I related to them. And once I got that, I didn't need to relate to them in the way that I was. I started to learn the process of how, how you can inject love and light into your subconscious in these shadows, in these spaces, so that you can tune in to your natural resonance, your natural vibration, and your natural expression. And over the years, um, doing this, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, um, I, got, I, I was able to map out the subconscious and really get how it works. The mechanism of it, it is uh, systematic. It has rules to it. It has physics uh, to it, just like anything else. Anything that involves energy has physics. Uh, and when you really understand that, you can grasp uh, the totality of it. You can start to work with it. And... Um, I've just been pulling back layers and layers and layers and finding this true version of me that keeps expanding and expressing itself as a, as a coach's coach. 
which is really what I'm realizing more than anything that I am. Um, so essentially on that note, I'm, I'm working on building an organization called Ascension X. And it's eventually will be a physical location where people can come to all these different coaches who do different things. Um, I'm collaborating with a coach who does addiction recovery. I have channelers. Um, I'm a channeler myself. Uh, I have coaches who coach through float tanks, uh, uh, sensory deprivation tanks, they're also called. And uh, a few other coaches that do different things, coaches that help um, you make money and et cetera, et cetera. So people can come to, these, come to this space and really heal over time. You know, the, uh, in, in my opinion, the model, the Tony Robbins model, where you come for a weekend, you get your ass blasted, and you go, <laughs> you go home. Um, right. You get short-term results that way. I mean, look, you can have big breakthroughs. You can have a shift in your subconscious, which is really what he's doing and what he's good at. He's another person who does subconscious work. I don't think he calls it that, and he also has people do a lot of action-based uh, transformation. Right. Um, Doesn't he do a lot of NLP Yes, that that is also subconscious. Okay, okay, because I, I felt like that's what yeah. he called it. So for those who are listening who don't know what NLP yeah. is, it's neuro linguistic programming. Um, I, I couldn't explain it very well, but I have a feeling that uh, you probably know a decent amount about it. I mean, it's it's essentially uh, language patterns and how you can interact with them, so you can counteract someone's process through language and that's essentially what subconscious that's your subconscious is made of language. So anytime you're messing with your language, your definition, you're neuro linguistically programming yourself. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it definitely does. So yeah, that was a little long winded, but, um, that's what I do. That's that's who I am. That's where I am. Awesome. And so you uh so turning life coaching and subconscious coaching into like your full time gig, like that's that's a sort of recent uh thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I uh and, uh I joined up with sorry, go ahead. I was gonna ask like how long ago did you actually make that transition from DJing to what you do now? Um, probably about seven, eight months ago, I really started to look at the, the financial side of it. Um, I had been, I've been doing this for probably six, six years or so, but I never really looked at it as a viable financial uh, service until I really got into a certain place within myself. And then I started accepting, well, this is actually who I really am, not this cool DJ guy who likes to live fast and live dangerously and uh, sure involve myself in, in, in all kinds of fun activities, I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, I can definitely imagine a handful of things being a DJ <laughs> and traveling around and doing all these massive shows. 
So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So what, so what made you um, actually really dive into the subconscious? You kind of hinted at it that you had a pretty um, poor childhood. If you're open to it and you'd like to go into it, I think it could actually provide a lot of contact, context um, and value for the people out there. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who um, think that they come from a bad upbringing or um, or that their life was really tough or difficult growing up. Um, but then there's also the ones who don't actually understand how fortunate and how well off they really were um, and how just drastically different their life could have looked. Um, so if you're open and willing to doing it, um, I'd love it if you if you wanted to share a little bit more um, in depth on, on what it was actually like growing up for you. All right, that's a tall order, Captain, but uh, we'll get it down. Um, hey, I mean, you can, I can make speak this. as much or as little as you would like on the subject. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so I grew up with my grandparents. And when I say I grew up with my grandparents, a lot of people are like, oh, he went back and forth with his grandparents and his parents. Like, no, my grandparents literally raised me from three months old till 18, like, period. I didn't uh, mm-hmm. meet my mother, really. I think I saw her a couple times until I was 18. Um, <clears throat> my father was uh, and is uh, alcoholic, and he was um, involved in various substances, and he was kind of aloof and not really around. Uh, my grandmother was uh, dying of heart disease. She was going to die when I was born. She had her first heart attack when she was 39, poor thing. And uh, she just stayed in that state. You know, I, I really think uh, it was a broken heart that turned into a physical uh, ailment. And um, Sure. She she could have she could have passed away when I was born, but she decided that she didn't want me to be growing up with my mom and dad, uh, given their their uh, uh, <clears throat> where they were at in life, and so she fought through heart disease to raise me. Uh, she had five heart attacks total. Um, she had two heart transplants, so she had three hearts total before she passed away. Um, wow. And so she was always sick growing up. So it, there was this constant like, oh, she's about to die. Nope. Oh, she's about to die. Nope. Oh, you know. And she was my mother. Sure. So it was, it was, it was pretty hard. Um, yeah. The, 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 other, the other piece of this is I'm extremely sensitive to energy. Uh, I'm an empath, intuitive, psychic, medium, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, it, 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 it really caused the experiences themselves to be amplified and multiplied in their impact on me. Um, yeah, I also, the, the the real, the real tough one here was my grandfather. Um, he has always been a very, very difficult man. Um, when I was young, I uh, apparently got locked in a cabinet and tied up and gagged to be controlled 
um, around, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old, somewhere around there through those years. And it really uh, messed me up. And it caused me to step into a very dark, dark place within. And it took me about, you know, six, seven years of heavy subconscious work. I mean, daily diving to relearn how to love myself, how to forgive uh, everyone involved. I mean, there are other things that happen that I, that I can't really share. Um, but it, it really taught me the power of forgiveness and love. And now I'm able to take on anyone's pain. I don't care if you're on the verge of killing yourself. I've been there. I've tried. I failed. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, um, I venture to say you failed for a reason. Yeah, many, many reasons, I'd say. Many reasons. And, uh, wow. yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, we, in my, in my humble opinion, <laughs> we choose sure. these experiences before we live. You know, so on okay. some level, I signed up for all that shit. I was like, okay, I have a job to do. This planet is about to go through an ascension, a massive shift here. And if, if you don't know what an ascension is or the ascension, um, the ascension is essentially a, a exponential raising of consciousness that occurs when a planet hits a certain point in its game that it plays with itself of how dark, how, how far into the dark it can go and make it back into the light. And it hits a certain point where there's, an equal amount of light and dark on the planet. And once it hits that point, it, it, the game is over and it shifts into a new game and everything speeds up exponentially and the, as we ascend in consciousness at a rapid rate, hence the term ascension. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, no, completely. So um, I knew that I was here for a reason and it keeps opening up you know it's this beautiful flower that that just keeps blossoming as as I as I learn still to love myself more to let go of more things um so that I can expand my gifts and give them to the people that that need them and uh yeah I think I think if it wasn't for all those dark moments I would not be able to appreciate the things that I do. I mean, I walk around, man, and I'm just happy to be anywhere. Like, I'm happy I'm right. not so depressed I want to die, or I'm not locked in something, or I'm not, like, in a, in a horrible family situation. I mean, um I, I just, I, I have a deep appreciation because I know what it's like to not have a, a level of, of humanity that that's just, that was mm -hmm. missing. There was just, you know, and so it really right. gives me, it gives me that contrast. Yeah. So backing it up a second, because I know that, um, 
one, this is going to help everybody in this whole ascension process. But I and I say it's going to help people because I know that this is kind of the current state for so so many of us out there. Um, how did you begin the process of loving yourself again? Um, well, the first thing, and this is what I tell anyone I work with, you know, it's it's a it's your question is really, um, how do you heal? And right. first step is you have to want to. You have to be ready. You have to, you have to hit that point where you're like, okay, okay, either I heal or I die. Like something has to give. I'm done. Right. I'm fucking done. And when when you yeah, hit that like, point, like a, when you're like ready, no bullshit. Yeah. I was going to say, like, like a no yeah. bullshit moment where, like, when you hear that from somebody, they actually mean it and you know they mean it. They they can't just, like, exactly. have to be like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm ready. But deep down, like, when it's just, like, them and themselves, like, when they're on their own, they may not, they may say, you know what, I actually sort of enjoy this suffering because of X, Y, Z. You know, whatever it may exactly. be. Exactly. I just think that you have right. to... It, it serves a purpose on some level, and that's the reason that people go through these things. Is that some it serves some sort of purpose for them? But like you're saying, they need to get to a point where just flat out, when it is just them sitting in a room by themselves, they can honestly say to themselves, "Like I'm, I'm done being this way. I don't want this anymore." Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, they'll just fight the process and keep doing what they're doing and. Sure. Ignoring, you know, it's just, it's a waste of time at that point. So they need, yeah, they have to be ready. So to answer your question though, step, step two would be, um, well, you can start from one end or the other. You can start from understanding it from a logical standpoint through the way you define yourself and understand that you most likely, if you don't love yourself, you have a sense of, lack of self-worth from the past and you can take a look at your experiences like I did and redefine them and understand them um, in a new way from a new context. The, you know, the context is the thing that's, that's, that's the important part because the, the, context, it, the context gets created initially by the event, but then you can go back years later and just redefine the context. Like for instance, as an example, uh, say, I don't know, um, somebody did something abusive to me or whatever. At the time, we'd be like, oh, you know, I deserved better. What's wrong with me? Uh, Jim, Jimmy down the street had better parents. Why didn't I? There must be something wrong with me that I'm being treated this way. Uh, when the context that I chose uh, for this hypothetical situation is like, no, no, no. I needed to go through that. And I signed up for it so that I could be the coach that I need to be later on in life. And that shift, that shift itself inserts self-respect, it inserts love, it inserts light, and it takes away the drama and it takes the negative charge out of it and inserts a positive charge. And that positive charge, again, because it's physics, brings you closer to yourself. It, it, it unifies you with the natural you, the real you. Mm -hmm. 
So just to, just so we make sure that this is like crystal clear, because I mean I'm I'm getting this, but I want to make sure that everybody who's listening is getting this as well. So you believe that from sure. like birth, you inherently love yourself wholeheartedly. Yes. But then like yes. the events and the situations that happen to you and how you react to them that then changes that perception down the road. Yeah, when you start to get language, when as a child, when you start to learn language, at that point, you can start to define your life positively or negatively. At any point, you either okay. choose a positive definition or a negative one. And then you can go down the rabbit hole, you know. Okay. But yeah, you're made of love. Made we're, we're at our core. We are made of love. Period. Right. Um, okay, so sorry, I, I interrupted you. Continue along the lines that you were going. So that was so step number two is just changing the charge um, and the way that you feel towards uh, an event or a situation that had happened. Yeah, so it, it's really about understanding it, redefining it, forgiving the people involved. You got to, so you understand it on, on one end of the spectrum and on the other end of the spectrum. You have to bring your emotion into it. You have to bring your heart into it because your heart is connected to your mind. Um, mm-hmm. Your heart has its own magnetic field. It's actually bigger than your brain's magnetic field, and it has intelligence. So yep. you, need, you need to work with your heart as well to heal. I mean, the, it's, we're feeling emotional beings as much as people like to just avoid that shit and focus on logic. Sure. Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't work so well because they're not using the whole system. So, Mm -hmm. you know, loving yourself really, (laughs) it really depends on the situation. It's, it's, It's case by case. But the overall overarching thing is forgiveness is such a big one. You have to forgive. You have to really get that what was done to you, whether intentional or not, um, served a bigger purpose, one, and two, um, it allowed you to get to know yourself in a way that anything but that experience wouldn't have been able to do. And, and this comes into my belief that, you know, free will and fate are paradoxes, and I feel like we're more on a ride than we are on anything else. Um, and, you know, destiny is going to have its way. And if you really understand that what you experience is going and already has built on itself to get you somewhere better, to get you somewhere greater, then you can give yourself a little room to start to relax your negative definition about who you are, what you're worth, what your past experience told you about life. You know, these are, these are layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of your subconscious that can just really screw things up. So the, the other piece to this that's really important for people to understand is, you know, when you're, when, if, I know there's people listening and that, have, that have had this experience. I don't know anyone that hasn't. When you are staring at someone, and you, they feel you staring, and then they look, 
and they see that you're staring. So that's your vibe. That is, that is, that is your literal vibration getting sent to them. They, they're picking up on it. They're getting that information and then they're, they're, they're processing it in some way and they're, they're pulling truth out of it. And then so they're looking at you because they recognize that information. So you're constantly putting out a frequency. You're putting out a vibe. Your reality can only reflect the frequency that you put out. It cannot do anything other than reflect back to you the frequency that you're putting out. So what makes your frequency? Your frequency is made up of your entire subconscious. All your beliefs, all your past, all your definitions, all the things you've done, all the things you haven't done, the way you hold yourself, the way you define Life, all of it, all of it, it just, it just, it's emitted out into life and life will reflect all of that back to you. So when people are stuck in situations, they cannot get out unless they redefine who they are. And if you notice, when people just will not change, life comes up and smacks them real hard in the head. It takes things away. It breaks things. Sometimes it almost kills them with near-death experiences. And what, it, what life is doing, because it loves you unconditionally, is that it's giving you a chance to redefine yourself. And it's shocking you enough to shake up the patterns that you've been stuck in. Now, you can do it that way. You can wait until life is just like, okay, no more. <laughs> and you can experience an inconceivable right. amount of pain. <clears throat> right. Or... You can take a look at your definitions, get out a piece of paper and start journaling and understanding why do I believe what I believe? What, what is it about this that hurts me so much? How can I choose something differently? Where did this start? And that's the big one. If you can find a root and you pull it out, you will experience a new reality that's around that belief, that's around that system that you have. And this is essentially tying it back full circle to the beginning of this, of, you know, why, why I'm here, why, why I'm fucking doing this. Um, right. Every time you let go of a, of a belief system that's negative, you have this experience of letting go of something, a lightness that occurs within you, a vibrational shift that you feel, and then over time, a new unraveling of new experiences in your reality start to become visible to you that were invisible before. They were always there. They were just slightly out of your frequency range. And as you let go of the weight, your frequency shifts, you shift into a a new version of Earth, and that new version is able to now give you those things because you've, you've done the work to, to emit that new frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. And I, it's, I actually, I have two different stories for you and not by, I was about to say coincidentally, but not by coincidence. It has, it's an example (laughs) of waiting for life to just smack you in the face. And then the other one is actually being proactive and doing something about it. So uh, the first cool. one is actually really funny because it literally just happened. So one of my best friends, 
Um, and she's already talked about it, so I don't really care. And even if she hasn't, so what? Uh, so her name's Lily. Um, and she um, <laughs> not always has had the best, like, money management or things around that. And uh-huh. so, or, or no, 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 not that necessarily, but it's when she gets a bunch of money, she is very quick to just spend it and, and buy shit, really. And gotcha. Gotcha. it was really, it was really funny because I think it was either two days ago or three days ago, or maybe even, I, I don't think it was yesterday, but um, her debit card number was stolen and somebody bought like 180 some bucks worth of stuff or took out cash at, uh, at like a Walmart. And now she's without her debit card for two weeks. And it was funny because we were talking about it, and she's like, yeah, now it's literally the universe, life, saying, sorry, you didn't manage this very well, so you didn't even get it exactly. for two weeks. Like, it's basically yep. like the universe is being yep. like, go go sit in a timeout and think about what you've done. We're going to take this away. Yep. Your privileges, your debit card privileges are gone for two weeks. Yeah, and I was like, and I, I just couldn't help but laugh because she knew exactly that that's why that was happening. And she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna take these two weeks, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this, and I'm gonna work through it, and uh, kind of change the way that I feel and the way that I, the way that I think around this. Um, so that was just it's so funny that that literally just happened a couple of days ago. Um, so then on the flip side of it, though. Um, talking about the lightness and um, just you can literally just feel this shift happening within your body. Um, so yesterday, the Facebook Live that I did, um, I did it with Aline. So Aline, um, for those I haven't actually published it yet, so you guys will find out more about this when I publish it. But Aline, it, she created this game called Cosmic Compass. Um, and it's incredible. Cosmic what? Say that again. Cosmic Compass. Oh, Compass. Okay, cool. Yeah, Compass. And it's a game that she's basically been creating over the last decade. And Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and so she actually um, has the online short version available now. You get a 30-day free trial with it. Um, and, and that link is in the Facebook Live feed that I had yesterday. But... Um, she has a longer version where you basically go through her game where you choose uh, a chakra to, that everything is then based around. Um, and then okay. you have the six points of a compass and you choose a card for every single point, And then each one has an individualized message depending on the point that you lay it on. Right. Does that okay. make sense so far? Yeah. And yeah. so yesterday we, uh, and so like without explaining the, the entire thing, but yesterday after the live feed, I, te- I shot her a text and I'm like, Aline, I really think I actually want to play like the full game with you around the way that I think about money, because that's something that I'm actively working on because I, I know that I have mm-hmm. some belief system around it that needed to be changed. Um, yeah. And so we right. sat down, did a did a FaceTime, and after it was all done, it literally felt like we were in a completely different place while that was happening. 
and then I came back, and then I was in my office again. Like, I was sitting Whoa. in my office having this FaceTime the entire time. But, like, yeah, like, looking back and thinking back on, the, like, the event and the situation and just that experience, like, it literally feels like we were in no man's land. Like, and I, like, I don't know how, how else to explain it. Like, it's kind of like if you've ever experienced a day of the week and you're like, you know what, today doesn't even really feel like a day. It just feels like something that is, and it happened in between Tuesday and Wednesday, but it doesn't actually <laughs> feel like Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like it's timeless, like a timeless feeling. Yeah. Just like this timelessness, like, like life is like, here you go, have an extra day, do whatever the fuck you want with it. Like that sort of a thing. Where I it's like, love it. Doesn't even ma- it doesn't, yeah. And so that was like, that was the feeling that I had yesterday. And it was, it was so interesting because while I was in it, I was so zoned in. Nothing else mattered. I didn't care about anything else. I was so zoned into this. And then I, and like, I took down all these notes and, and Aline is just a wonderful person. And she actually recorded it for me and sent it to me. So I have the Facebook or the FaceTime uh, of her and I recorded so I can go back and watch it. Um, Hell yeah. But afterwards I just, I just felt this lightness because there were so many different things that we touched on. And one of them, um, and I actually talked about this in one of my earlier podcasts is um, for anybody that has issues around money who hasn't heard my last one of my podcasts, I think it was episode 20. Um, it, it talks about personifying money to better navigate the way that you feel towards it or the beliefs that you have around it. Um, right. And when you give money this personification rather than just this piece of paper, it allows you to then interact with it like it's another person. You know what I mean? Because it's all one energy. Mm. But, and so it just helps you look at it right. and just interact with it in a different way. And that's what Aline did yesterday because it was just so interesting the way that I realized that I thought about money. It was almost like I only liked it when it was perfect and pristine and like no stains on its shirt and hair is perfectly right. done and just the best attitude. That was the only <laughs> time that I ever loved money. But if it had a stain like, on its shirt, so like you. a little messy, what do you mean? <laughs> so it, I mean, I don't know you too well, but looking at your Facebook, it looks like you like to be well-groomed with your shirt all done up nice and you're nice and clean. And you know, you know what I mean? Like that would make sense why you I, like money to be that way. It's, I mean, you're spot on, actually. That's a really good observation. Um, I'm going to have so many people viewing my, my profile on, like, Instagram and stuff, looking at how I dress now. But, I mean, you're, you're, like, you're spot on. Like, you're welcome. I, I, like, it's funny. I tell Megan, my girlfriend, like, when we're, like, going out somewhere, I always tell her we need to look good as a unit. Like, it's just so funny. Like, yeah. we always, we don't match our clothes, but it's like, no, we got to at least kind of look like we go together. Like, you got to look good as a unit. And that's, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's funny, dude. That I think about it. So, it's interesting that you point so, that out, because that's the way that I felt towards money until yesterday. She just kind of explained to me, it's like, no, you can't have this conditional love. Like, imagine it was, a like, a young girl, like, and you just had this conditional love, but if her hair was messy or she was a little cranky that day, you didn't love her. Like, that's not right. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. Would you? And yeah. when she put it to me that way, I'm like, 
shit, you're right. No, if this was like an actual like person, I, I would I would never do that. There's probably a, there's probably a lot of places in your life, not just money, that if it doesn't look right, you don't value it. I, I mean, you're probably right. I would need to like, kind of sit down and, and think about it, meditate on You'd have it for to a look, while. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to look around. But I would imagine that you're right because that's just, I, I mean, that, that's me. That's how I am. Like, I love, yeah. I like things to be nice, you know. Um, but it, I think that that perspective and that, that just that viewpoint is going to change because of the conversation that I had yesterday um, where like, it really was just uh, a transformative conversation with her. And I think you would love it too. She actually invites people I'm sure I to, will. Um, to uh, DM her, shoot her a message and be like, Hey, Aline, I'd love to play Cosmic Compass with you. Cause she just gets so excited. She even said this yesterday that she is joy reincarnated and she's spot on. That's, That's fucking how great. she is. And, it's amazing, and you can see it and feel it. But um, yeah, this is my my little plug for Aline. If you're listening, uh, Chris, I think you would actually really enjoy doing the the game with her or playing the game with her, and sure. um, and just experiencing it. So, um, cool. But anyway, bringing it all bringing it all back <laughs> um, <laughs> after that experience, I just felt so much lighter. Um, and, and just, and I can even, I can feel it now. I can feel the difference. And, and what you were yeah. saying that like the world that you live in is now completely transformed and different. Like you're a hundred percent right. Like I couldn't explain it to you if I tried. And I, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, because I have this belief that when you get to the, when you have those experiences that it's literally just a feeling and any words wouldn't would then discredit the feeling that's when you know it's just so authentic and real Um, yeah it has truth to it and this was yeah yeah and it's like and i think that as you were saying and i I mean it's it's my belief too wholeheartedly that you're supposed to feel your way through life not think your way through life and well i mean have the I, I mean, thinking is part of it too, but I just think the overall encompassing um, is yeah. feeling things out, trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, and going with the for feeling sure. towards it. Um, for sure. And it's those moments for me when, when you can't even explain the feeling um, that it's just so real, but that's exactly how it feels. Like when I think about like the world now and I'm looking outside my window and uh, like it, it just feels completely different than it did um, even just less than 24 hours ago when I, after I had that conversation um, with Aline. Yeah. You know, one of the things you said that, that I, I wanted to speak to is you talk about, you feel so much lighter and that's really what you did is you brought awareness to to something within you that was in shadow. It was in, in negativity. It was in, it was unconscious. Right. Right. So you bringing awareness to it is bringing light to it. And it's such a, it's crazy to me because 
it really shows that we are light. We are made of light. And when you bring just your conscious awareness to something, you're bringing light to it just by you, just like, of course we're made of love. Of course we're made of light. You know, it's like the subconscious blows me away because it's connected to everything. That's why I could be like, oh, yeah, you, you relate to money that way. I guarantee you, you do it in all kinds of spaces. You know, because it's a web. It's a big web, and you touch on one part of the web, the whole thing moves. Right. Huh. I haven't thought about it in that way for a while. I think I, I, it, that feels familiar, but I, th- I haven't thought about it as a web in a really long time. Maybe the last a good way to think about it. Maybe the last acid trip you had? <laughs> yeah. No, can't say I've ever had... Uh, or done acid. Oh. <laughs> Never mind then. You sound so you sound so bummed. <laughs> I'm thoroughly disappointed in you, Nick. <laughs> Funny. Oh gosh. Uh, okay, so talk more about like the way that you view the subconscious because I, I think that you view it in a much different way than than a lot of us do. And it just kind of, it just kind of feels that way when you talk about it. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of just open up the floor. If you have any other thoughts and, and ways that you view it or opinions about it. Sure. Well, so the subconscious, uh, is connected to the, the collective subconscious. And it's also right. connected to your Akashic record, which hold all your past lives, anything you've ever done anywhere in any time, any when ever in the future, the past, it's all, it's all in your Akash and your subconscious can pull out of that space. Um, for instance, like if you, if you've ever been afraid of something that you've never had trauma around, like people that are just afraid of, of water or afraid of the ocean or people that have weird Clown. fears around things, but clowns. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it comes from other lifetimes and it gets pulled into your subconscious. And then your subconscious, because it's a mechanism, it just does what it's designed to do. The, the physics, right. the energy of the, the, uh, the movement of energy is controlled by physics and the physics does its thing because physics basically are just essentially just rules that we've figured out. So the mm-hmm. rules of the subconscious... Move, move you around. They, they, they impact you, your feelings, your, your interpretation of life. And then because you're putting out a vibe that comes from the subconscious, then your reality is, is ref, reflects that. So it's like your subconscious is like the storehouse of you and all your experiences. And then that storehouse constantly gets emitted out in the world through your vibe, you know? So Mm -hmm. what's important for people to understand is if they're trying to make a change in their life and they're like thinking in their conscious mind, not their subconscious, right? Their regular processing mind. uh, I I can do this. I, I love myself. I, you know, they think positive thoughts. Well, good fucking luck with that shit if you have a bunch of crap in your subconscious that is saying that that's not true. 
Because your subconscious right. will win every time. Hands oh, down. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. Because it's, your conscious mind doesn't really create the vibe. It, your subconscious does, along with your heart, which is the other right. thing that's really important to understand, is your heart actually manifests. <laughs> it's really yeah. crazy. No, it definitely does. But you're, is it, yeah. Isn't the, the um, electromagnetic field of your heart, doesn't it go out like some 20 or 30 feet around you? I'm not sure the actual dimensions, but I would not doubt that. Because I want to say I read this article by HeartMath one time um, that, like, it, literally what you were saying earlier about, like, your conscious, or not your conscious, but just your brain has an electromagnetic field, but your heart is, like, it's, like, ten times more powerful. Because I think the one in your, in your brain only really goes out around you, like, five feet or so. But... Uh-huh. Um, the one or ten feet or something like that, somewhere in there. Um, but your heart it actually is like twenty to thirty feet, which is why I, I believe at least why like we get affected by other people's moods, especially like you said, oh, yeah. if you're an empath and you can and you can just you just feel deeply and it's so it's second yeah. nature for you or even it's your it's just intuitive for you to feel things so deeply and that's why people's moods can affect you is because it's their heart. It's, it's like you're saying, like it's that vibe, it's that frequency that your, your heart is sending out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and even a, a deeper cut with that is your heart. If you notice your heart always knows what you actually want. It mm-hmm. always already knows what you want. And it, your heart, you can even get scared of something before it happens because your heart knows you're about to go through something that your mind can't conceptualize yet. So you'll be like, why am have I so seen, nervous for this thing? Yeah. Have What's you that? seen that studies where they showed people flashcards and literally before they, of these like images like butterflies and trees and like animals and stuff like that. But then the moment before they were about to show them a frightening image, their heart literally had a spike in it before they even saw the card. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, that's no, amazing. It was, just, it, was, it was incredible. Um, and it just speaks to, and it's the proof of what you're saying right now. So I just wanted to let people know who are listening, like, like not that we shouldn't take what you say, like, seriously, but it's just awesome to actually have these videos or studies that are, that are done that just, speak to everything that you're saying right now like i just think it's awesome yeah and and what's cool right now is science and the scientists behind it are really bridging spirituality or or you know spirituality has such a bad rap because it's it's so tied to woo woo and hippie and 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 esoteric things that are just unprovable and it's if you really just look at it in terms of um, that, that every, like quantum, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, where everything is a vibration. And if you look at it on yeah. that level, it, it, it is science. It's just fucking science, you know? And 
there's still a lot we can't understand, we can't measure, but we can see that, that there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in the quantum world that we cannot seem to wrap our heads around, like the, uh, right. the double slit experiment and uh, the seeming lack of probability in the probability of things and how us just viewing our reality changes and solidifies it into a moment, whereas otherwise right. it was just a soup of potentials. Right. My, uh, so I have a life coach and spirit coach. Her name's Danelle. Um, and one of the things when, when I was just starting on this journey, when she was trying to kind of teach me that concept right there, um, uh-huh. we, we can even do it right now. So everybody who, who is listening and, and Chris, I'm just going to speak to you, but everyone who's listening do this sure. as well. But Chris, like look at something that's behind you right now and let me know what it is. Uh, a bush. A bush. Okay, now face back where you were facing, just face forward. How do you right. know that bush is there? Now I don't. Exactly. And, and, and like this, you already know, but this, this is just such a fun exercise, and this is, was like my first introduction to it right now. So like right now, like my MacBook is, is behind me, but uh, without looking at it, you can't prove it. Like you can't prove that it's there. You just are going off of belief, but all for where, but for all we know, it could be completely gone. And then it, the exact moment that you turn around and it comes back into your field of vision, you make it appear where it yep. was. Well, and, and to add to that, here's the science behind that. Energy always moves down the path of least resistance. And okay. it will do its best, and it is extremely efficient at doing so, at conserving itself. So, you know, the world doesn't need to hold a structure in place if there's nothing viewing it. That, it, that, that would be a waste of energy. Interesting. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Consciousness huh. knows what it's doing. It doesn't fuck around. <laughs> right. It, you right. know, we're, we are, we, since we are it, we don't need, we don't need that. There, we only need it to show up when we need to interact with it. Otherwise, it has no, it has, that energy can be put into something else. It doesn't need right. to sit there and be stagnant. Right, because then that's just, Pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. Um, so I, I had a question, and I thank goodness I literally just now remembered it. Um, so going back a little bit, you were you were saying that like repeating things to you like I am happy, I am wealthy, like things like that. No matter how much you do that, if your subconscious tells a different story, your subconscious is going to win. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, in regards to, because I I, I down I bought this book and or audio and I downloaded it um, a few years ago and I just recently rediscovered it. But it, it's this um, binaural beats mixed with subliminals uh-huh. and then other voices and things like that um, to change the way that you think about 
money. Like it's like a money magnet type thing, um, just to put in really mm. easy layman's terms. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on on something like that? Like, do you think something like that can aid in you um, it changing the way that, or the story that your subconscious is telling you, or do you think that that's also just kind of like, well, if your subconscious doesn't fully believe it, that's bullshit. Well, that's a really complex philosophical debate that would happen. Really, it is. I, I and, think I, and I'm just looking for your two cents. For sure, for sure. I think there's a few different levels to it. So one of them is you're, you're adding vibration, unique vibration through the binaural beats and whatever else you have, the, the, whatever frequency is emitting into you that can at the right. very least loosen up your resistance to the change. Um, it really depends on the specific belief, how it's wired, how you are wired, how you relate to beliefs in general, your overall energy. Mm -hmm. There's, there's so many factors to whether it can do it. I mean, I have a friend or I have, a, I have a, another coach that I collaborate with that um, she, she was doing tapping like Meridian on her Meridian line, um, tapping yeah. to change a, a subconscious belief. And I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> She's like, well, it's going to work because I believe it does. And I'm like, We'll uh we'll see about that. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I, know, think, I um, think I know the coach that you're talking about. Maybe. Anyways, continue. Oh, Sorry. Well, That's my own little thought. Got it. Um, so it's debatable. I I I doubt it because what I find in the subconscious is the subconscious is 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 a lot of things. It has a lot to it, and I certainly don't understand it all. However, what I have found is that language seems to be the, the loudest voice in the room, so to speak. And if okay. your language is all messed up, like, it, like I literally was just like in my deep in my subconscious, like it used to be, that I absolutely hate people. I don't want anything to do with them. They can all just freaking go burn in hell. And then I did, and then I listened to some binaural beats and I did some tapping and maybe I did a little maybe someone did some Reiki on me. That is not going to change my fucking belief that I hate people. It's not. Right. It will not. Period. There is too much, because here's the thing. The language is tied to a real experience. The reason I hated people is because of the dark shit that was done to me. So you can do Reiki, sure. you can tap on my head, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But that's just not as powerful as being abused and beaten up and destroyed. And, you know, like, sorry, it's just not. You right. have to go in there with your entire essence, forgive, love, redefine yourself. You have to take a look at who you are, what you believe you're worth. And you have to really redefine. That's bottom line. It's so much deeper than that because our experience of, of being a human is so deep that has so much depth to it that you have to reach into that depth with all of you. You know, the, these subtle energy fields are awesome, but they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't end up in the subconscious. They, they mess with your outer field. Uh, they're certainly viable for all kinds of things. Um, they're, they're great for healing. I don't want to take that away. Subtle healing, subtle energy work is beautiful. 
But when it comes right. to really actually shifting your reality, it just isn't going to do the job. Yeah, no, I, 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 actually, I agree with that because I've, I've experienced it. You know, like I've, I've done yeah. different Reiki, I've done different things like that. And, and when it comes down to changing your entire belief system, and for me, mine is my belief system around money has needed to change. That way I can actually um, have a sufficient amount to do the things and fund my life, basically. Um, and, right. and, and really it took, I mean, it, it was yesterday was a huge step with Aleem, and now it, here comes, like, the real work where... Like I go into, I mean, and, and we did this yesterday, going into my subconscious and figuring out, like, okay, like, why is it this way? Like, why am I the way that I am around this? And figuring out, do I choose to believe that still, or do I choose to uh, redefine it and, and tell myself a different story from here on out? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so as we kind of wrap up, um, I have one final question, and this could end up taking a while. That's why I'm saying this now, um, <laughs> okay. because I want to give you ample amount of time to, to talk about it, say your two cents or four cents, however much it ends up being. Um, at this exact moment right now, what are you most passionate about? Ooh, good question. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. I'm really excited about Ascension X. Um, I'm realizing as I'm diving into coaching more and more that my way of coaching is not really for everyone. I'm not really a life coach per se. I'm more like fine-tuning the coach's coach. So I, 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 I'm realizing that my vision for Ascension X is lining up with who I really am, and it's really exciting. So Again, I touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but I really want Ascension X to be a, a brand where people go, okay, this coach is, works at Ascension X. They know what they're fucking doing, you know? Sure. It, it, and ha, I, I want it to be a place where, like, like the, without all the shitty things Apple does, like the apple of, of healing yourself, <laughs> if that makes sense. Very state-of-the-art, yeah, yeah, yeah. very high-tech. <clears throat> um, you sounded excited like you wanted to say something. What did you want to say? No, no, it was just funny the way that you put it. And I, I had a thought that went through my head because back in, so I, I used to live in Minnesota in Edina. Uh -huh. I forget the name of it now, but there's, there's a, a place that is, uh, it's a, like a healing center. And it's basically uh -huh. what you're trying to do with coaching, but in uh -huh. healing. Like they've got all these own people who are who manage their own schedules and do their own thing and they have their own specialty, but they all are a collective um, under one roof in this one spot. Um, but anyways, no, I just love the way that you, you said just your little blip about Apple in there. So, so uh, what are they called? What's their name? 
I don't remember. That's the thing. I could probably look it up for you, um, but I can't quite put my finger on it right now. For sure. Well, yeah, send that to me in a second. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, like, the, the way I look at it coming from the music industry, like a, like a record label of coaches and healers, and um, and I want to have a building, you know, eventually, too, probably sooner than, right. than I think, it seems like, with the way things are going, um, and and really stand for the spiritual community in the default world, so to speak. Okay. Uh, really take the heat for all the... I mean, look, I didn't come and suffer through all this bullshit to not make a really big mark on the world. You know, I, I've, right. I've incarnated a lot of times. I've been here for a long time. And uh, so I know, I know how the game is played. So I really want to, I really want to make a difference and I really see, I really see this, this enterprise being something that can really shift the conversation around healing and have people understand that healing and transformation is really the way for you to get to have the life that you want and that we are designing our reality. Science is proving it. Um, so I'm excited about just creating a hub where people can come and heal and all these different modalities, you know, from, from float tank uh, deprivation to ecstatic dance to just, you know, if you're an alcoholic and you want to come and, and, and heal, or if you just want um, regular life coaching or, or people to channel or fucking astrologers, or if you want to listen to a, a physicist that's sort of on the fringe like Nassim Harriman or people of that nature, you will host those right. people like really creating a hub and an organization that, that brings the spiritual community together in a really professional way. And at the same time, be like a spiritual gym. So people can come and heal. They can come and learn. They can come and grow and, and have a community and uh, have people have access to this through all different uh, ways through their, you know, online communities, online courses, and then the physical locations and, and, and whatnot. That's what's really exciting to me. I can see that me as an individual and everything I've gone through and my style of understanding coaching makes sense for me to run this thing because I, 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 I get that my work isn't for the, un, I, for lack of a better term, I guess, the untrained person who hasn't been coached for a long time. I'm really designed to coach coaches to make sure that the coaches themselves are on point and to sort of manage right. an assortment of different coaches. That seems to be my real place given my past and, and my music industry experience and everything that I've done up to now, it, it, it's mm -hmm. just adding up and it's so exciting for me. I, I love, I love this future that that's opening up. I absolutely adore it. That's awesome. So I actually found the, the, um, the healing center. So it's called uh, Bhakti Wellness Center. B H is it okay? Is it in India? So, 
No, no, it's in Edina, Minnesota. Oh, it's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's smack dab it. right in the middle of Minnesota. Um, and uh, it's, it's the way awesome. he would actually be a very interesting person for you. Um, the one of the head guys, the owners of it, I had the, the chance to talk with him last year or a little over um, about the way that they designed it and created it. Um, and I think that that may actually be a really cool resource for you now that I think about it um, because of just the way in which you w- want to run this. Um, and, yeah. and w- one more resource and, and this, I, I, I don't know how this would necessarily work, and I may not even be fully 100% correct on this, but I actually want to say that the creators of um, the YouTube channel Spirit Science, I want to say that they're in the middle of starting to create something um, similar uh, to, what it, to what you've been explaining. So that would be another thing that just came to mind that I felt like I needed to tell you is to – possibly think about reaching out to them um, and being like, yo, what are you doing? I think, I think we have a lot in common. Cool. I'm totally open to that. One of my coaches actually used to work with some of the people involved in spirit science. So that actually wouldn't be a far reach for me to get a hold of them. That's amazing. That, I mean, that was partially my thought is like, how would you actually get through and cut through all the noise? Cause I can only imagine how many emails and <laughs> messages that they get all the time. Um, but, I mean, if you're already connected, like, I mean, Mazel Tov, good for you. <laughs> Cheers. So. Um, cool. That's beautiful. I'm glad, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you liked that little Mazel Tov I threw in there. <laughs> <laughs> it warmed my heart. Good, good. Um well, that's awesome. I, I, I love that vision, and um, I think I've already said this, but um, I wanted to get it on record, too. If there's anything that I can ever do to help, um, I'm, I'm starting to make myself a little more connected within this field and this area um, because I'm learning how yeah. important and vital it really is for me um, to be continuing my education, per se, um, and, and growing in this space. And so I, I'm, I've been actively working to make more connections and just build relationships here. So um, if there's anything that I can ever do to help um, or even just someone to bounce ideas off of and be like, hey, do I sound crazy for wanting to do this? Um, I love Probably is the person. answer. Yes. <laughs> probably, but I'm going to tell you, I'm probably going to tell you to do it anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I really I, appreciate I that, man. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, of course, of course. So, um, well, I mean, that's about all I, that, that I have. I mean, that was my final question. Um, and, cool. uh, it's funny how when we first, before we, we jumped on, we were, texting back and forth and you said that I'm basically kicking off this next little chapter um, in a very yep. small way and who knows if it very well could end up being a very large way you're kicking off one for me um, because that question right. what are you most passionate about right now um, I've never asked that but I think I'm going to make that my, my final question every time from now on 
um, because I just think that's such a neat question and people are going to have so many different answers. And I'm excited because I know it's yeah. going to happen at some point. I'm going to get someone who says, I don't know, which to me is frightening <laughs> that you don't know. But yes. it's also Seriously. really exciting because then it's, well, fuck, you get to choose now. Like, you get to go explore and try stuff and figure it out. Like, that's the really exciting part. So, I mean, it's yeah, the whole new world. frightening that they don't – exactly. It's frightening that they don't know because typically most people that I interview are going to be above the age of, like, 15 or 12. You know, like, I don't know. When you, whenever you figure out what you're passionate about, 18, who knows. Wherever your, but, yeah, wherever your imagination dies if you have a bad experience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But either way, it's, it's a really exciting time, too, because I think that for so many people, and, and you know what, this is honestly the, one of the reasons why I think that it's going to be so important is, um, I, for me, passion is just it's a necessity. It's something that you can't live without, because if you're not living with a passion or you don't have a passion for anything, then you're just kind of like everyone else, in a sense. You're just on default, on autopilot. You're not living yeah. on purpose. Um, and, and that's how you get caught in these negative downward spirals when you're just kind of doing your thing just to do it, not for any really good reason. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's actually a really big reason why I wanted to ask you that because I knew, one, you'd have an answer, um, and two, maybe there's someone out there right now who I just – fucking called them out without even thinking about it and their imagination died at the age of 12 because of someone <laughs> saying something that may not yeah. have been intended to be taken as it was but it, it is what it is at this point but I'm hoping that there's someone out there that I literally just called out and they're be like well shit I'm not I don't I don't know what I'm passionate about but that's the exciting part um, because now you get to actually go and decide what that gets to be um, to an extent, it's there. It's already there. You had this passion before you were even born or you came back. So yeah. um, don't think you have yeah. that much choice, but you get to go discover it. So <laughs> enjoy the adventure yeah. of discovering what you're passionate about. Beautiful. I mean, basically. One, one, so. one final thing. <clears throat> one, one final thing real quick, and then and I think we'll be, we'll be good. Um, you know, when, when you say you know, what are you passionate about or your, or your passion and all that. If you're not passionate about something, you're, you don't know who you are. It's mm-hmm. your passion and you as a being are one in the same. And so if you're not connected to your passion, if you don't know what it is, then you've been doing and living and believing what everyone else has told you to do instead of what you really deserve to have and give and believe in yourself. And if there's one thing I could leave with people, it's that. Be your unique self. Be who you truly are. And life will work for you instead of against you. I love it. So, Chris, before we do the final little sign-off here, where can people find you Um on social, are you open to people sending you DMs? Um, just, what, what is what is that like? What's what's your handle? Um, so my Instagram 
and Twitter are at Maki, M-A-K-I-I, Nation. Um, and then hit me up on Facebook. Just add me, Chris Maki. I think if you search Chris Maki or Chris Ascension X, I should come up. You send me a message, add me. I got room for friends. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you hit me up there and we'll connect. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you uh, again for being on here uh, and, and taking the time. I'm really excited for uh, where this relationship is going to go because I know we've said it already, but I'm going to say it yeah. again. I'm wanting this to be much more than just a, a phone call and then we like each other's posts on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'd like to make it a little bit more than that, help each other out because I think we have a yeah. lot of very uh, similar goals in mind. Um, and, and this is not only just open invitation to you, but this is literally to anybody. Like I, I just love connecting with people. That's the reason why I do this podcast is because I think that there's so much that is inherently good and extraordinary about us and about our humanity and the way that we can be unifi unified once we actually yep. figure out who we really are. I think that that's one of the biggest keys to take away today is just like, just be authentically who you are uh, and living your passion, as you just said. And so, uh, I mean, that's why I do this. And so open invitation to literally anybody who's listening, um, send me a message, DM me uh, across all platforms. It's uh, the Nick Boyle, um, just T H E not two E's. I'm not that classy yet. Um, but, uh, <laughs> until, uh, this, the next episode, uh, again, Chris, thank you so much. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely yeah. be in touch soon. Beautiful, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to doing this again. I guess I'll talk to you and everyone else very, very soon. Perfect. I love it. Have an incredible rest of your day. And, uh, thank you again for, for being on Nick at Night. Love it, man. You have a beautiful day, too. Take care. Bye-bye. I work to find the finer things up in my life. So I hustle. I work to find the finer things up in my life. So I hustle. Hey. I work to find the finer things up in my life. So I hustle. I work to find the finer things up in my life. So I hustle.